everybody. Mark, Lily, and Eric here. It's Wild Wild Will. We're going through all the Will Smith movies. And this time we have... It's our namesake. Our namesake. We're doing Wild Wild West. Look wow. Look wild. I Jim do that again. Rough rider. No, you don't want nada. None of this. Six gun in this. Brother running this. Buffalo soldier. Look, it's like a t- I had this album. This song is fucking. Dude, uh, Will Anium? No, no. This, I had the, the Wild Wild West sound. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. Fuck. This okay. song, though, I got to say, like, I like the Men in Black song. It's a good song. This song, though, Will Smith brings it harder. Yes. He brings it yeah. hard. Like, Men in Black song, it kind of sounds like he half doesn't want to do it. Yeah, this okay. fucking brings it. Yes. You know what? Because he yeah. has to bring it. You got Stevie Wonder. You got Cool Mo D. You got fucking Drew Hill, which like, I'm sorry to the rest of Drew Hill, but our breakout man, Cisco, is just fucking slaying his vocals. He is yeah. leaving it all on the floor with his belly tattoo. So Will couldn't hold back on this. He song. will brings bring 110 percent. We'll go straight shoot. like, I mean, yeah. that no, was kind of fucked up, but I he, thought it would be controversial to come in here, but I'm glad you guys are saying this. Who doesn't like that? It was a it was a number one hit. It was so number one good. on the Billboard Top 100. They performed it at one of the MTV Awards and Will Smith, by mistake, left Stevie Wonder on stage when the performance was done oh, shit. and had to come back out and grab him. It was oh. so funny. You know, Cisco then gave us the wonderful thong song. Like, yeah. is, is Stevie yeah. wonderful at full blind? I mean, or or hard of seeing. <sighs> is he full? I don't know. People always say that he's not blind, that he's faking it. OK, none of this is like the correct thing to be saying. Um Here's the thing. I, I I think I don't like what Mark's saying, but I've definitely seen YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah. They're like, hey, how do you know that? We're hey, like, look. he'll be in a room and he'll be like, oh, what a beautiful green dress you're wearing. Yeah. Yeah. You can't hear that shit. Dude, a broken clock is right twice a day. If you just throw out a random color, <laughs> well, I just, there's a chance you could be right. I mean, my serious question is, is he full blind or can he sort? You know what I mean? Because there's different levels of blindness. OK, I think people... this is my question. Though. Yeah, like, yeah. Why do you give a shit? Because he could have got off that fucking stage himself, Lily. I mean, he couldn't. I watched it. And like, <laughs> my, I like remember like, so what? what is it? Ninety nine. So I'm like nine i like physically remember watching it and even at nine i thought it was fucking hilarious <laughs> just like how could you i'm gonna say he's blind and i think all the other stuff is just rumors <laughs> well yeah i mean look there's flat he became earthers. blind shortly after birth everything's saying that he but he's is- a full blind okay but also then one other thing said that he was born blind so that's fucked i don't know who knows? All right, so be whatever you want to be. I don't great fucking song. Had the soundtrack. It still kills. It's still, it's still everything. I love okay. it. Yeah. Okay, let's also give it up to Will Smith because um, Will Enium, not a great album, but he gives us the Will Two K song. We're gonna party like it's nineteen. Hold up, it is like you really brought oh, it on that album. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. really good. And I don't think. There is anybody I will go on record. There is nobody in the movie industry who can put together 
a fucking better theme song for their movies. He's yeah. two for two, just outrageously. Like to me, for Men in Black and Wild West, these no. songs are just as important, just as big, and sometimes better than the movie. We might have to give it to Lady Gaga, though. Well, movie. How about the answer? I got a I want to eat it You know what? Okay, that's one. And that's <laughs> a musical. That doesn't count. That's a fucking <laughs> musical. Wild also, not to, jump, not to jump ahead either, but he did that switch song for Hitch. And it's a oh. sleeper. It's a little bit of a sleeper. It is a sleeper. You're right. And he's like jacked in that music video. We'll get to that. But he's jacked. Also, okay. We have to give it up to Wild Wild West because we're going to get into it. We're going to get into what it's about. We're going to get into a lot of it. But right now, let's just talk about the music. So we watch the uncredits because you're sitting for the uncredits because all yeah. of a sudden that's when you get it. Do, 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 do. Oh. Yeah. Do, and you're like, yes, give it to me. Fuck. That one ends. And then all of a sudden it's by the most. It's like, yes, yeah. this is yeah. also a fantastic fucking song that i did not know paired with this movie so wild two bangers wild yeah. west um, tonight i'm yours <laughs> <laughs> that's what he still had the mall that's not just do it because of Selma no that's and and Enrique. you should know this since you're so into tennis because yeah. he's Bang with anna Kornikova. Kornikova. oh for real no, they get they she was get, in music videos with okay, him. She they met in one of his music videos and he literally cast her because she was hot and they spent the entire music video just fucking making out like insanely. They have three children together, they've been together like over a decade Dude. with a mole, without a mole. Maybe they have oh. two. I know they at least have a set of twins. That's awesome. Good yeah. for him. And she's got a set of twins. Okay. Oh, yes. brother. Anyways, guys. Wild Wild West. Jim West, Desperados. <laughs> Rough hey, ride. Uh, no, you don't want It's gunning this, brother. Running this, Buffalo. Based, look, based like off you. the TV show, The Wild Wild West, mm. which is a show that how how I read it was about. It, it still had a bunch of the steampunk elements in it, but the whole thing was Western TV shows were kind of on a downslide. So they were mm. like, what if we do a Western, but it's like a spy thriller, James Bondish type of thing. And you have a bunch of trinkets and inventions and weapons. Um, and it was just like the uh, same thing, right? A marshal and a secret service agent, something like that um, was the TV show. So that's what this is based off of. It cost. Uh, wow, this is weird. I got two separate numbers for what it cost. Hit us wow. with the bigger one. 241 mil? That is absolute camp possible. And then the other one was 170 mil. What are you talking about? The movie I mean, it was it the budget was 170 million. It made worldwide tw- 222 million. Yeah, I have that number. Here's the thing. In the US, it did not, it kind of flopped here. It made money, but here's the thing. People joke, and it might be accurate, that the reason it did so okay, like this didn't do great. This was kind of a flop. It made its money back, but like $170 million movie, the most expensive movie of 1999, you expect more than 
$50,000, million made off it. People think that the number was even that high because underage kids, as in under 17, would buy tickets to go see Wild Wild West and then sneak in to go see South Park and American Pie that were both playing at the same time. Oh, so it it potentially if those movies weren't in there for people to sneak in, it could have like really flopped. I got another theory then when the first Jackass movie came out, they were for whatever reason very strict about letting not letting under 17 you know like young kids because it's a rated r movie right but at least at tinseltown they still allowed you to buy the jackass ticket so i went and bought all my friends we bought jack tickets to go see jackass but then when we when we tried to go in the theater they had a security guard station outside of the theater the direct theater so we had already bought our tickets checking ids and we were under Yeah, we were like 15, 16 at the time. So we bought tickets to see Jackass in Rochester. That was like there was 10 of us. That was like 10 tickets to go see Jackass ended up going and seeing the ring. So Jackass got counted for our tickets, but we never saw it. We went and saw the ring, which was way Terrifying! I know it's PG thirteen. It was such like that first scene where her jaws all fucked up. Oh Oh my god! We should have seen Jackass. better with a dick. Maybe Jackass did worse than it really did. You know what? This is currently happening too. So there was a movie that came out based on a Stephen King book called Firestarter <laughs> and Zach Efron's in it, a little girl, she burns stuff. Oh, Anyways, yeah, yeah. It completely flop because it did like the weird, like theatrical, but also on Peacock and no one went to saw it, see it and it didn't really make great box office, but they re-released it as a double feature with the new Jurassic World at drive-ins. So over the weekend, for some reason, Firestarter had like an, a million dollar like bump to like it's um it's box office. People are like, where the fuck did that come from? Oh, it was because people were trying to see Jurassic World and they just had to buy a ticket a for both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. All right. We're both we universal. So anyways. Very interesting. Wild, wild west. So no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just go through it all over again, guys. So we have um <laughs> Jim West. Who's yeah. played by He's a Desperado? He's a Desperado, Rough Rider. Who's, who's played by uh, Will Smith, and then we have Kevin Klein's character. He's Artie Quinton Artisan Art- Artemis Artemis, and they're both like they're either they're federal marshals or like one's a federal marshal, one's a CIA. Like they work for the federal government, and they're like top cops, basically. Okay, and um, the president calls them in. Ulysses S. Grant. And the president's like, there's somebody out there's somebody out there and he's either capturing or killing scientists or both uh-huh. capturing and killing scientists. And it's like some old Confederate Civil War guy. You know, they're pissed because they lost the war type of thing. So he's killing scientists. He's capturing scientists. And they're, he, they're basically like, you have to find them now. Jim West, he's a rough rider. He's a desperado. Um, Artemis, he doesn't like to use guns. Kevin Klein's character, he doesn't like to use guns. And his whole thing is like inventions, right? If we're, mm-hmm. if we're going with the James Bond thing, he's Q. Is, is that the right? 
yeah. he likes he likes all the th- that part of it whereas like will smith just likes like honestly he's bloodlust he likes killing people <laughs> is what it is it's awesome <laughs> so they're looking for this like old civil war general from like you know a few years back when the civil war was happening and uh that's stealing all the scientists and they find him and he's got his legs chopped off for some reason but he's he's big into inventions and technology too like but like the steampunk technology like that's the whole style of the movie and he's made this massive spider and he's kind of a spider himself mm, because spider. he doesn't have legs that's at, um but and he does turn into a spider he sees a little bit of a spider it's, it's... well he's in a wheelchair the most of it and then he turns into a his wheelchair to a spider chair yeah there's a problem <laughs> either way he's gonna basically take over the entire country not with a standing army but with this steampunk massive spider and um jim wesson and uh, artemis they have to and, and some of hayek's character also um they, they catch up with her uh, at some point is she is she a scientist or no no her, her father, father who's her husband Wayne, Wayne. yeah that was a um either way that they end up uh killing um the, the disabled man and they stop him from taking over the country the good guys win and and they're basically like a you know an unlikely pair and they yeah. become the first ever secret service secret yeah that's like now you're secret service and and i guess that's probably how the tv show was they'd have adventures they'd go fight steampunk monsters um and it's like they're, it's basically their origin story yeah the and wild wild west nice and simple is it was it that was pretty simple i was gonna say i feel like the story was not I, simple to follow i just want to say i was dreading this dreading this dreading this can i say the minute mark turned the movie on the first thing he said i don't know to me or to himself he just goes go into this with an open mind yeah <laughs> what is it open That's hearts cool. wide yeah. eyes can't can't lose can't miss. eyes full hearts can't lose so, can't i don't lose. know yeah Some white bullshit like that yeah i enjoyed this a lot more than i thought i was going mark to. i'm with you but I'm i went in you. with such low expectations Dang. you are such fox Same. i just want you to know that you're both just such fuck. I'm not saying it was good. I Here. enjoyed it more than I thought. Like, I'll give you an example. During night cruising, I was like, can't wait for Minority Report. Can't fuck, can't wait for it. And, and I still liked Minority Report, but I after viewing it during night cruising, eye. I was just like, eh, you know, it was okay. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. This, I was like, this is gonna su-. I went in with such low expectations. I still think it's shitty. But it was much more. It was much more watchable than yes. I was anticipating. It's better um, if you go into something with low expectations. But here's the thing, because I know yeah. Eric's gonna say something fucking stupid. I just, I'm gonna I'm say just, some crazy shit. I, I, I have like, a whole crazy document here. <laughs> yeah, okay, great. His fucking manifesto. Um, here's the thing, you know, it was shit, and no matter what either of you two fucking goombas want to say. This movie's terrible because Will Smith, like literally in 2021, said that this was his worst movie ever. It fucking cleaned house at the Razzies. And the original Robert Conrad, who was the original Jim West in the show, went and accepted those Razzies and personally delivered them to the recipients. Wow, what an asshole. Yeah, I know. He was so pissed 
about Sounds how like bad it. this movie was and how it like tarnished the TV show's name. Malt Salma Hayek thought this movie was fucking shit. Klein thought this movie was shit. Like, so no matter what weird shit Eric's about to spill out, I want all of our listeners to remember the truth, guys, that even if you go into this with low expectations and it's a hair more fun, this is still a really bad movie. All right, Eric. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing, everyone. Hold on to your horses and your socks and bottle up. rockets. Yeah, here. And load up your six shooters. Load up, your, load up your pants. <laughs> load up your pants with a big bowl of chicken noodle soup. <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> here we go. Oh, okay. Here's okay. the thing. Oh man, I forgot my. Point. <laughs> Are you fucking serious? <laughs> no, 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 hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I get it back, dude. Maybe I have a COVID brain. Just <laughs> forgot everything. Um, here's the thing. Huge, huge caveat. I'm with Mark. This movie is not good. It uh, it's not a good script. There's so many caveats I have to get to. It's lazy. The jokes don't land. Nothing kind of works in it. But but. <laughs> Huge things to say. Here's here's what I'm gonna say. I don't think this is gonna be in the bottom five of the worst Will Smith movies we're gonna watch. I don't think it's gonna be the bottom. I don't even think it's gonna crack the bottom five. I think it's gonna be like number six or number seven of bad Will Smith movies. In fact, I think we've watched worse Will Smith (gasps) movie before this movie. So that's us. Oh, I liked Enemy of the State. I'd rather watch this again than Enemy of the State now. Really? Okay, I'd watch it. Can I say something bold then? Yeah. I think if this movie is not in our bottom five, that if we can say we'd rather watch it over Enemy of the State or whatever other movie you want to say right now, I think it is 100% due to the fucking song that we all love. I also think I this is where I th- where I thought Enemy of the State was a good movie, but Will Smith with Dragon Ass. Yeah, I feel like Will Smith is at is is almost at Men in Black Will Smith levels yes. in this. Almost Men in Black is better. Like it's the script serves him better. And yeah, movie. but yeah. Will Smith is still fucking doing his Will Smith thing, which is great. Also, he looks good in cowboy outfits. No, yeah. he looks yeah, yeah, yeah. good as a cowboy and I'm with you. I think a return to funny and cool is much better for Will Smith. Um there was like things that people said that he was poorly cast in this and I don't <laughs> think that's accurate. No, he's all. perfectly cast. I think it was a complete script and other casting choice failures. I think I love Will Smith and like a wild western type atmosphere. Um, but again, I think the only thing that will make this more watchable than other things we're going to say is that deep seated love for the song and the idea of Will Smith as a cowboy. But I think there's more, there's more, there's more to it. I think there's a lot. Here's what I'll say, because I don't want to get to all that stuff because that's a fucking can of worms. But like Mark said, going into this, my expectations were like below subterranean. It was just like, this is going to be bad. And this is a weird analogy to make. It wasn't bad in the way it was a bad movie, but not bad in the way I thought it was going to be bad. Meaning I thought it was going to be a slog. I thought it was going to be boring. And like, I got to fucking get through this movie. I got to watch it in 10 different sittings because 
It's not capturing my attention. So it's weird because it wasn't bad in that way. It was bad in many other ways, but it wasn't bad in that it was a complete like, oh my God. Also, I thought Kevin Klein was going to fucking ruin this movie. For some reason, I'm just like, I remember Kevin Klein being fucking terrible. And guess what? He wasn't that bad. He was actually a pretty good Get- compadre to Will Smith. I, I, I got a question about Kevin Klein. Yeah. All right. There's going to be there's going to be a slight walk, but. Jonah Hill, <laughs> like Jonah Hill is young enough of an actor where I he's he's not a, he's not like super popular. It's not like he's like like most people aren't building a movie or he's not Will Smith. No, they're not like we got to make that Jonah Hill movie. He's usually the Supporting. weird side character or whatever. And he's gone. Now he's kind of like making prestige drama type movies. You know what I mean? Like he'll do like the he's Martin Scorsese yes. and shit like right. Yeah. But I know where he came from and I've seen his evolution. I'm like, oh, Jonah Hill, he's just like the fat, funny guy. And now he's evolved into this, like I said, almost like sometimes funny, but quirky character actor for prestige dramas and all that stuff. And I've seen the evolution and I know where Jonah Hill started. I know where what his deal is, right? What the fuck is Kevin Klein's deal? Why is he in movies? What was his start? What because he does it's like he I just look at him as the most unspecial person I've ever seen in a fucking movie. You don't like In and Out? Remember In and Out? No. <laughs> it's the one where he comes out as gay, but he's like a family man, like wife and kid. Oh, yeah, yeah. So is he a funny guy? Was he in shitty comedies in the 90s? Like what the where did he start? What the I, Pirates of Penzance. Um, I don't know. Like, that is a great question because I always consider him to be like a dramatist that like started yeah. dabbling comedy. But I wonder if I don't know his entire filmography. I think he kind of was always maybe a little bit of the comedic presence in maybe dramas. Uh, like, have you guys seen The Big Chill? He's in that movie. That's like a drama. You're saying the worst movies. <laughs> just sound awful. Uh, have you seen Dave? He's in Dave. She's <laughs> <laughs> called Dave. <laughs> in the Ice Storm. Anyways, Ke- but Kevin Klein is the only thing, Mark. You need to know about him is that he's married to Phoebe Cates. That's all you need to know. And she's uh, from she's from Gremlins. She's okay. from Gremlins. Phoebe Cates. Fast time. Oh, damn. Yeah, she's cute. <laughs> it's I mean, lovely Kevin, to know. You know what it was that really oh he's made... got he's got three tony awards too so he's like a stage oh, director it's like jason alexander all right this is what i uh, w- why i definitely was dreading wild wild west is because we saw a clip of it you know just like flipping through the channels because this is one of those movies that's constantly on you like it's like seinfeld like like back in the day it's like always on somewhere and we were and we we turned on wild wild west and it was that scene where like Will Smith's character and Kevin Klein's character. So Artemis and, and Jim West like first became a pair and they're like in Artemis's train that has all the mm. like, you know, like yeah. they, they go under the ground and mm. or under the floors and stuff. And they're just kind of like half fighting each other. Yeah. And they're pissed at each other. I saw that one scene and it was so obnoxious. Oh, see, like I found and that scene to like, be oh. like fun. You know what it is? Yes. I feel yes. like this movie wanted to be like a modern day naked gun. Where it's like, we're going to tackle race and we're going to be funny and we're going to be a little whimsical, but it just like wasn't good like Naked Gun was. Because I feel like it had like moments where I was like, oh, this is funny. 
Selma Hayek. She's fucking hot. She should have been in way more of the movie because she's funny. Um, you know, I the amount of like insane quotable lines, like when he Will Smith and Garcelle are in like a water thing, and he's like, "Can't be ramming a man's personal thing into a hole." And she's like, "Oh, really?" <laughs> and like, oh, you got to be interested. You're a whore, and just like. There were so many just insane lines. Very like, sexual. This is a breath of fresh ass. A breath <laughs> of fresh air. Like, that shit was crazy. funny. <laughs> and then she turns around and her fucking butts out. Like, that shit was funny. But, like, the structure in which those jokes were in just was no good. Well, the thing yeah. with a naked gun that works is naked gun is not winking at the camera. Naked yes. gun. Everybody in Naked Gun is taking themselves seriously. I'm really saying, yeah, you know, they would do the line. This is a breath of fresh ass, right? And then move on. But yeah. move on. No wink at the camera. No, like, oh, I messed up. This is serious. That's what I was saying. This is a. This is more. I feel like more like Men in Black. We're a little bit winky. You know, a more exaggerated Men in Black, where they're like winking at the camera and all that. Well, shit. it's good that you bring up Men in Black because we do have to say Barry Sonnenfeld directed this. He's the director of Men in Black, Men in Black Two, and Men in Black Three. Also, Adam's family, but he has returned, and him and Will Smith collaborating on this again. So it is a reunion of sorts. And here's the thing that I think is the problem, the biggest problem with this. This movie just reeks of studio meddling and. Mm. And rewrites this movie is like they shot it and then reshot the opening and then had to do like reshoots like towards the end. And oh, fuck, we didn't introduce the flying thing. So we have to like, let's do a campfire scene and maybe we'll reintroduce it there. This just feels like the script wasn't done. Rewrites, reshoots, studios being like, we want this. And I actually have uh, proof that the studio fucking meddled with this and we can get into. Um, So that's why it's like a mess all over. But even within that mess. It is full of invention. It's full of like clever gags. And like there's a sequence where Jim West, Will Smith is in a room and he shoots a bunch of paintings and you realize there are people in the Oh, yeah, that was great. That really was great. great. And it's just like that's just like enough invention to get me through the next 10 minutes of whatever stupid comedy that's not working or like weird script that's not making sense and not cohesive. It's like that was cool invention huge mechanical spider it's fucking insane but it's like at least it's something and i could just be kind of impressed by it um so that's where i think i kept giving it points anytime i don't think any of the jokes really land um maybe the one the one joke in it is in the third act which the third act had so much problems like the last action sequence but Kevin Klein's character, Artemis, is wearing like a, a bulletproof like garbs or whatever yeah. so he can survive a gunshot. And he tells the person aiming the gun at him, he's like, shoot me in the heart. And then they're just like, shoot him in the head. Yeah, <laughs> like, that, that was yeah. like the funniest thing I thought in the whole movie. I'm like, that's great. Um, I, but I don't think the jokes land. I don't think the one liners like they have a lot of action one liners where like they'll kill someone and then zoom in on Will Smith's face. And he's like, they'll just say something stupid like man that hurt 
or something. You're like, oh, that was fucking weak. That didn't make sense. So like that stuff doesn't work. But again, it's the invention. It's Will Smith's charisma. I also think Kevin Klein's good and Selma Hayek's good. Um, even Kenneth Branagh, who plays Loveless, no. he's like a prestigious like British director actor. Like this man is like done Shakespeare and does all this. And for some reason, he is playing like this campy psychopath, like Cajun accents, and yes. it was an awful American accent. It's oh, awful. I didn't know he was British. He's yeah. British. It's a it's a bad American accent. But it's so camp and crazy. I don't know. I, but okay, but you know what I think the problem is? Yeah. And like, listen, I never There's watched. A lot of problems I never watched the show. Yeah. So like, I don't know if like the steampunk aspect is very much in keeping with the show. It is. It's I according think, to Wikipedia. I think that was a big issue with the movie, where it's like this was like almost like a kitchen sink movie. Yeah. Where it's just like let's just throw some shit in because, like, their villain just sucked. Like, we don't even have to get into the fucking problematic him in a wheelchair and all the weird jokes that they were making about that. And then they <laughs> turned his wheelchair into, like, spider legs. Like, I don't know. Like, to me, sometimes that all was just, like, a hair too much. A hair too far. As where, honestly, I think if this was more of a Western, that would have been better because... It just like would have taken like an element you didn't need out of it. I this is what I'll say about the bad guy is I, I'm gonna put these uh, on the type of movie. I'm gonna put it in in the same vein. If hopefully this is fair, can we say that this movie is similar in the same vein to like the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes? Right, you got two um, people fighting a bad guy. It's like action adventure bullshit what i'm thinking about that i i was fucking high out of my mind when we saw that movie so maybe that's not fair to say no 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 i think you're making a good comparison i I can't even picture the bad guy in that movie yes wild wild west i've always been able to picture the bad guy he's done a good enough job where i know who the bad guy is in wild wild west i okay here's the problem you know who the bad guy is but you care so little about what his plan is like oh yeah i don't know that president now like they need to cut all the motherfucking president shit the amount that our lead had to dress up as the president and we just had two presidents was insane like Every time the president showed up, it was boring as fuck. And like they might have had like a funny line or two, but there was it was unnecessary. And it's like so it's like grants the president, but this guy wants slavery back, but slavery's already gone. But then he also kills all the Confederates and because they surrendered. So it's like so what's your end goal here? You're just going to ride this spider around and kill everybody. You well, he said people. it. But like, I think that's the, the loveless, the loveless alliance. <laughs> that's what he's changing the United States into. But like, I think the that's the problem. Like that is way too big and vague of a concept for your villain like your villain needs to be like i want to blow up this building i want 10 
billion dollars i want to capture the present like i feel like you need something much more tangible than like i would like to raise the south again but all the way and improve it like it's just like you know what i mean like again you could remember the villain but you don't really understand the point of the villain and so it's also like hard to give a shit when they're going after him yeah, yeah, no, and I, I agree with that, Lily, that he is a bad villain in that sense. Um, I think the movie, maybe not successfully, like it's making a joke that he's kind of a bad villain too, but it's not so successful. It's maybe too subtle where it's not giving the audience enough to latch on to because they do, like no one really gives a shit when he shows up with his giant spider and blows up like the president's fucking train. Like the president just kind of look at him like, oh, cool, dude. Like, who the fuck cares who you are? Like, no one really cares about him. And I found that funny. Also, did you guys notice his like lingerie women generals that are just like around him? Oh, East meets West. Oh, that was dude. I loved his (laughs) hair. Like, I was just like, what the fuck is going on? All right, back to the painting thing. I okay, I did really like Jim West. So East is like one of the lingerie ladies. East is an Asian woman. What? (laughs) But that was the joke. East meets West. Like, yeah, like Asian Mm -hmm. West. Jim West. Um, It was a problem. But Jim West, when because she's playing him. Right, because she's on the bad guy side, and yeah. the, the paintings come to which is fucking weird that those guys were how long were they in there for either way? <laughs> it's it awesome. They're all diapered up because <laughs> they're in a painting <laughs> for weeks. <laughs> so he but Jim West fucking lights up east. He shoots yeah. her dead. He's I mean, a soldier, yeah, right? he fucking kills some people. Yeah. He's like, he's cold blooded. That's the problem with the third act is that Loveless calls him out on a bluff, like, oh, Jim West, like, you're too much of a coward to like kill anyone. And then he well, kills kill yourself to kill me. Right. And I was just like, wait, no, Jim West is crazy. He'll yeah, kill he you. will kill somebody. He will kill you. So I thought that progression, like, Loveless was clearly not hip to what was going on <laughs> what what i appreciate about this movie too guys is um we don't see this kind of especially in a pg-13 movie or this type of movie body count and death in this movie and this was definitely of of the time right like the mummy brennan frazier's the mummy I yeah. love the mummy. We should watch it. I feel like I've brought this up before, maybe a night cruise. And it's just such a scene that was so bizarre to me where like uh, there's a point in the mummy where there's different sanctions. They're all like going after whatever the mummy, the tomb, whatever the fuck it is. Remember the guy like on the horse is kind of like part of like the Egyptian crew. And then mm-hmm. you got Brendan Fraser's crew, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Egyptian crew, crew. Yeah. like raids their camp. Oh, yeah. And they're all shooting each other. So yeah. Brendan Fraser's like homies are getting killed. The Egyptian guy's homies are getting killed, like literally getting shot. And the, these are people that end up being friends at the end, right? Yes. Yep. They're shooting and killing people. And finally they're like, hey, 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 enough, enough. We'll figure it out in the morning. And then they all just go to bed. It's like, you have 18 dead, my man. Different like, time. Understand Different time. Right. And that's what this movie does too. Like these are, it's not just like, 
this is not a World War II flick where they're killing Nazis. You know, I'll even say like Indiana Jones. He's not, you know, he's just mowing down Nazis. No problem. And nobody gives a shit. These are Americans that they're fucking shooting. I get that they're bad guys. He mowed down Confederates. I know, but that's still Americans that you're shooting. That's Nowadays, nice. even in superhero movies, I remember the um, the Wonder Woman 1984 Mm-hmm. Like there was this uh, a part where like I don't know there's like some mind control thing where everybody turns bad against her I don't fucking remember but there's like cops going after Wonder Woman and she'll like do a move on them and then like she'd toss them instead of shooting them she would like toss them but then like hold their head as oh, they yeah, go down bad, to like yeah. make Dude. it's just not this there's nobody that's getting in a PG thirteen movie shot and killed in a fun way anymore. Like uh, the Zack Snyder films, but are those fun? Are those fun movies? Those are a little darker, know. right? But those know. are PG thirteen movies where people are getting killed. But I, I know what you're saying. Where it's just like, why didn't? Yeah, why isn't Wonder Woman fucking ripping people in half? Because they're all? American cops, and how bad would it look nowadays? It's like saying like some like anti cop message or something. If she's like but, just fucking ripping some dude apart, I may have to agree with Lily kids. though. Like. All the fucking like Confederates in this are mutants, which I think the movie did. Again, this is another point for the movie, and you guys can dispute it. <laughs> the portrayal of the 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 villains, and this is a bigger topic. Oh my god! Okay, hold on. <laughs> Let me back up. Uh, yes, there's a lot of shooting. Mark, good point. Uh, <laughs> next point. How did you guys feel about them addressing? Obviously, this movie takes place in a heightened reality. It's a steampunk West that never existed, but they had to make a decision because you have one or two paths to go down, right? One, you do complete fantasy and you don't address that there was ever like slavery or anything. It's just like, no, Will Smith, a black man, he's the sheriff or he's the Secret Service agent in this. No one's ever going to question that. And it is what it is. Um, Or two, which this movie did. It's like address the fact that he is black and bring it up. Here's the thing. I think their hearts were in the right place because they constantly address it and they make these terrible fucking jokes that are so problematic and cringy. And you're just like, oh, this is bad. But what I did recognize anytime they did make a joke, whether it was Will Smith's expense or not, it would always fall on the Confederates being the dunces. It would fall on them being the weird mutants of the movie. They all had like machinery growing out of their ears and wax and goo coming out of their mouth. Their eyes were all crazy They're, They have metal plates in their heads. Like they were fucking monsters. And anytime someone was maybe making fun of Will Smith because he's black, he would either fucking punch them out, shoot them or make fun of them like tenfold right back to their face. So like he never was the butt of a joke. Except like, for when they made him dress and drag. Yeah, but Kevin Klein also dressed and drag too. Like, no, but like that, it's also like a thing within like the black community where it's like why every time like a black man has to be a movie, they eventually have to dress and drag. But also if that's lazy writing, anytime they do the dr- like um dressing yeah. up as the belly dancer, it's just like this isn't funny. It's lazy. But people it's just people <laughs> like read it as like a way, like, you know, Will Smith is so high up there that it's just like, let's knock him down a bag and like put him in drag or I whatever. Agreed. I agreed. Yeah. There, there, there. I've I've read that too. But you were saying enemy of the state. The problem with that, I mean, the state, they don't acknowledge it at all, right? This, I mean, they gave him like a backstory that's just like of the time. And I, mean, I thought, I thought, what they would the it. movie have been if they didn't acknowledge it? Well, the movie, I mean, the show is too white, dude. So the, 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 the original show had 
wasn't about that. And I feel like this movie, not that like in a serious so, way. Like, but in I th- the show, they're not like fighting any confederates. So. None no, of the they, villains are confederates. Well, our main guy isn't somebody that's like, I mean, that makes it even. And then then you could even be like, yeah, I can see why he's fucking shooting everybody. Yeah, he's got so much. Like, I feel like yeah. they did a for how stupid this, this is not a serious movie. Yes. But for how yeah. stupid this movie is, I, I like that they had that shit in there. It made I mean, more sense. I I think they wouldn't have had a movie if they like I like I don't know what this movie could have been about if it wasn't involving like Confederates. Like I like I literally can't think of like a topic for them to have done other than this. I oh, think Hollywood like, cinema is so good at demonizing other countries too. So we, they would have just been biting like <laughs> no, but like a Western. A, but that's the thing with a Western, you can't ever Mexicans? have it. People from other countries, Mexicans. But in this, like Native Americans, and, here's the thing. Yeah, I guess, yeah. But like, I'm just saying. I think like for the time period they were doing, like, yes, you had to dress it. I think. <laughs> Like, I don't care how they showed Confederates. Like, they were all gross. Like, to me, it was just like, I think what a really good movie does, and like, Men in Black does it. Every time, like, you make a joke or you introduce something, it should be furthering the plot line. A Confederate having a fucking gramophone as an ear that's leaking in no way furthered the plot point. It's a character builder. But it's not, because they never get into, like why the fuck they have these technologies, how the fuck they have these technologies. It's just like, hey, we have them. And you're just like, hey, why? And they're just like, it's fucking steampunk. But sometimes you don't have. Why is a muskrat musk? No, but I'm saying a lot of like a good movie, a good comedy. You're saying jokes and you're doing things that will actually nudge the plot forward. I feel like most of the jokes in this movie, they're just like, and listen, there's a ton of really good one-liners in this movie, but that's just a the thing. They're just one-liners. They don't do anything for the plot. Yeah. I feel like what makes, I feel like what makes this movie memorable, because I'm trying to find a word that isn't good because it's not good, but it's a very memorable movie. And I think it's because this movie has a fuck ton of style. Will yeah. Smith looks cool. His sunglasses look cool. You know, that weird like gramophone ear is cool. The spider is cool. Like there is so much um, pizzazz and, you know, the world building looks super dope. And it just it just really just has so much style, but none of it means anything like why the fuck is there a big spider? No one knows. Oh, Surprise, I know. Lily oh, knows. I, I know. I Lily know. knows also. You know why <laughs> there's a big spider mark? Because it's cool. No, because John Peters was supposed to work on Superman Lives. And he uh, got like Kevin Smith to write it. And for whatever fucking reason, John Peters really wanted Spider-Man to fight a gigantic spider. Because they're the most ferocious animals in the animal kingdom. If you don't know who John Peters is, he was played by Bradley Cooper in Licorice Pizza. He's the one who takes the kids on a fucking night from hell. Oh, yeah. Um, that's John Peters. Uh, 
John Peters is just an eccentric, crazy Hollywood figure who produced a bunch of movies and produced Batman. Yeah. And like Lily saying was going to produce Superman lives and was just like Superman needs to fight a fucking giant spider. Just needs to fight a giant spider. That movie got scrapped. Here he comes to Wild Wild West. <laughs> he still wants his giant Fuck. spider. All right, that's the best reason to do no, it. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> when I say, like, this movie is a kitchen sink, it's like, that's what I mean. Like, you can't just be like, I don't give a fuck if it makes sense that there's a giant spider in this movie but god damn it there will be a giant spider and i think a lot of this movie is things like that like why the fuck was rita telling these two guys that the scientist she's looking for is her father and sure the people can be like well because if she told them the truth they never would have helped her but it was stupid that right at the end of the fucking movie she's like actually this scientist is my husband it's like what the yeah, fucking how i didn't understand what was happening but i feel like so much of the movie was that is is it it has style out the ass it's got great one-liners and to me one-liners are style it just has no substance. Uh, can I can I point out a, a great scene of like fucking a brave scene to do a brave scene? Oh, my God. Do. Probably the most cringy scene in the whole thing. But when, yeah, we're not all in the same scene. Oh, I, I was going to say when um, I can't believe Kevin Klein agreed to do this, but he read it in the script when he looks at Will Smith and goes, hang him. And they have a noose out like to be on center. I don't know. I just think of like if I'm an actor, when he was like, slapping a woman's titty, <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a okay. great scene. <laughs> that was actually really funny. <laughs> yeah, no, That was hilarious. But then it was like, it got uh, intense. I, another great thing that this movie did. I never thought it'd be possible. I never thought uh, I would see uh, Salma Hayek's butt as a gag. As a joke scene, right? Yeah. Where <laughs> they're just seeing her asshole in it in that hundred uh, percent non-sexual way. <laughs> and you see you also see a lot of Will Smith ass. Dude, I'm pretty sure I saw his dick and balls, just a heads up. Like wow. in this movie. Yes, like when you when him the movie starts with him. Or, or sorry, the movie proper starts with what's clearly a reshoot where they have to set up the magnet like oh head God. decapitation thing. So is it's like it, they I feel like they just threw that scene in quick to be like, oh, it'll pay off later when they're in the cornfield and like, oh, that's a thing. And you'll remember it, which was which is kind of dumb. But he's having sex with that woman in like a, in Real the, Housewives of Beverly Hills in the, in the water tower, water tower yeah. which is a crime. <laughs> fucking coming in these people's waters your asshole i there. would drink his jesus time. fucking christ these people uh, have kids but yeah i'm pretty sure he falls out and you see everything man ball he, <laughs> he looked so good when he was like shirtless under the cowboy blazer yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That, it's a good. good look uh Okay, not to get too deep, Lily, but when you brought up, you're like, why? Why is the guy have the weird ear thing? Why is Loveless like in this crazy wheelchair contraption? Why are all these things? I wonder, maybe they said it out loud and I missed it. If these are all the Confederates of war, maybe it's like, oh, these are all the people who were like severed and this person's ear was blown off and this guy's yeah. head was blown off. So they had to put a metal plate on his head. Yeah. So they're all just kind of like, yeah. We were fucked over. And now well, that's why we're all machine parts because Loveless is like putting us back together to like rise again or whatever. So they don't take that too far and they don't even address it out loud. So maybe it's kind of a moot point. But 
again, maybe that's like, well, like the you know what? That is shoddily put in. You know what I think it is? Is they like this is a movie where it's like you came up with the visual concept first. We were like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we had a guy with like a gramophone ear? Wouldn't it be cool if we had, you know, whatever other fucking bullshit we have in this movie? And then they're like, but why would this guy have this? And they wrote it after. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. you can tell that they came up with the style and then shoehorned things into I- it. And you're like, okay, here's a good scene that it to me sums up the entire movie and like the problem of the movie. So they're on the train and it was um after, you know, Will Smith gets saved from being fucking hanged. And they leave some Hayek's character at the, like, the train depot. They're like, she can't fucking come because, you know, Jim West is like, I'm just going to fuck her. Like, I don't need her here. Like, she's a distraction. Let's leave her. And uh, Artemis is like, oh, I wish she would have come. She's beautiful. Whatever. And then just, like, all of a sudden, she just magically flops into the train from the roof. Oh yeah, she's just like you couldn't leave me, and they're just like fuck. Let's drop her off, and the engineer's just like I'll never get rid of a half naked woman, and then that was just it. And it's just like the whole movie was like that, where it's like they left her on a train depot, and then they started filming, and they're like fuck, we need her back, but we don't feel like writing a plot point of how the fuck she ties back into the story. Just let her fall in somehow mysteriously from the top of the train and let's just keep moving. And I feel like the whole script was like that, where it's like they just put things in that they thought were cool and were like, it's okay if we don't connect any dots. Like, that's just, that's fine. What's the... Yeah, that was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Uh, but w- maybe this would be the job of like a script supervisor or something. Or is there somebody whose job is like a continuity director? Or some yeah, shit? Script, script supervisor is in charge of continuity. So, yeah, I feel like by the end of this shoot, the whoever the script supervisor was, was like in a cold flop sweat. It was just like, yeah. just just have her. <laughs> Just have her jump back in or something. Straight up. <laughs> like, it's just like, just done with life. Straight up. When they were like editing this and they were, you know, doing all like the stuff you do post shoot on this, nobody fucking wanted to work on it. Cause everyone's like, this is fucking garbage. Everyone thought it was such a piece of shit that nobody at any of the places wanted to work on it. And the people who did, did so begrudgingly. So yeah, they probably didn't care about like continuity errors at that point because everyone was already like, this movie cost way too much and it was not worth it the, the one thing that that bothered me about there, the, there's a lot of things that bothered me about this movie but the thing i feel like that bothered me a lot and it does in other movies as well is um when the the female form right just like attractive ladies mm-hmm. especially when it comes to like the guys you know everybody that we're dealing with is a guy in this um, women are so attractive that it makes it like disarms guy the guys. 
It's almost like when uh, Bugs Bunny gets super sexy and Elmer Fudd is just like eyes. Is that not accurate? Well, (laughs) it's just like, I don't know. You're fighting on a big spider, right? And you're about to like kill the bad guy. But then like a sexy lady comes by and it's just like, well, I forgot about everything I was doing and I have sexy lady amnesia. So if you were in like a street fight (laughs) and a woman walked up in front of you and just like bared her like beautiful porn star brass <laughs> you'd be like you keep swinging like that wouldn't like halt you it would halt me but they're, they're, like it's it's to an extreme well like if somebody was trying to stab me let's say with a, a shoe knife okay and i'm like going to die i would not then or i was trying to kill somebody i would then not be distracted by like some lady in a life and death situation you know what i mean i feel like they played that on that way too much and not even with the ladies when kevin klein's got his big old titties out <laughs> Every dude is just like stupid over him. Okay, <laughs> like, okay. like the female form makes people amazingly stupid. Okay, in this movie. I did think when they had Will Smith dressing up as a woman and like seducing Loveless, I did write down because I was thinking, I was just like, so all these Confederate guys just sitting there waiting to shoot a man in the head, they're just like, okay, watching like their commander get really horny and this woman's just like dancing in front of them. Like they all just like had to sit there for 10 minutes and watch him get like a weird lap dance and like try and touch an ass. And they're all just like, this is cool. Like this is what we want to watch. Loveless is insane. So, but Mark, you bring up a good point. You brought up Bugs Bunny and it's just like the cartoon levels that this movie's operating at, at, I guarantee the director was like, oh, yeah, this is like a Bugs Bunny gag. You know, Will Smith will be dressed as a woman and the Loveless is going to get fucking so horny. He won't be able to execute his master plan. So, like, this movie is so evocative of, like, three stooges and just, like, slapstick and just insanity through and through. So I don't I don't think anyone was making sense of anything that was happening. (laughs) Okay, you know why? I think it's so perfect because this movie came out with South Park and American Pie in theaters. American Pie is a stupid fucking movie. He's fucking a pie. Someone's fucking Stifler's mom. There's fucking band <laughs> camp hey, shit. Don't, hey, get don't make fun of me. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I'm just saying that movie does ridiculous things, says ridiculous things, but it's fucking cohesive. And it's like, yeah. It's got a story. It's got a substance. South Park, no matter what you say, that shit is stupid. It's sometimes, a lot of times, like racist. It's over the line. And it had still more substance. So it's like, I get this whole like, hey, let's just like have fun at the movies. And I think, you know, it really wanted to be like a naked gun. It really wanted to be like, we can talk about race and we can joke about race and we can do all these things. But I think like the problem was just like the script, <laughs> like it has to start at the script. You can't go into movie mean like, okay, I want a super awesomely styled movie and I want it to be like quirky and funny and dealing with like kind of like heavy topics like race and disabilities and slavery and stuff like that but then it's like oh okay cool cool what script do we have and she's like no no nothing yet no let's 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 build around that stuff it's like i feel like you can't build around those things oh, you know what i mean a hundred percent so here's the analogy right 
Men in Black was lightning in a bottle mm-hmm. where they had everything was set up in a good way. I guess lightning in a bottle is the wrong analogy because that's like it was a mess, but it all came together. It was capturing this magic. But Men in Black had a really good script, Spielberg behind it, good cast, and it all worked out. This, and I've never understood this in Hollywood and filmmaking. You have this successful combo, Barry Sonnenfeld, the director, Will Smith, reuniting after the fucking success of Men in Black. Yeah. And all it becomes is we're going to give you more money. Actors are going to be paying more. Directors will be paying more. You're going to have a huge fucking budget. We're going to go the full nine. And we're going to fucking meddle with this like no other. We're going to stick our fucking hands in it. Because now Will Smith probably has the confidence to like, come to set improv scenes or rewrite scenes. Uh, Barry Sonnenfeld is just the director trying to keep his head above water. The studio, like we said, John Peters, who's producing, is like, there should be a spider at the end. I guarantee you that was not in the fucking first draft of the script. And it's like, oh, okay, okay, make it a spider. Okay, this. And so when you have all these powerheads, even the director might be like, oh, I think this should happen in this scene. It's that kitchen sick mentality where everyone's just throwing anything at the wall. So it never made sense where it's like, why can't you let the artists do their thing a second time and catch that lightning in a bottle again? Right. Instead, they're like so concerned about the product and how many butts are going to get in seats. So they fucking put all their greedy little hands in it and tweak everything and then becomes this un, you know, coherent, incoherent mess of a movie. I think that's all it that's all Wild Wild West is. The studio fucking meddled it's with it. It's also like disappointing because they knew the script wasn't good. They had so many people rewrite it and they had a bunch of actors who turned it down because they're like, the script's not any well, good. But maybe they should have just left the script alone. Yeah, yeah. La- yeah. Like maybe maybe this movie would have been better if it was, a, a, you know, a 70 million dollar movie rather than 140. So then people wouldn't be so nervous about it and butting in. Mm. You know what I mean? Well, I know something crazy. What year did this movie come out? 19. 19- yeah. 1999. If it's true that the budget was $170 million, this movie was more expensive than the most recent The Batman movie that just came out with Robert Pattinson. This movie, that movie, the Robert Pattinson, The Batman, was like a $90 million to $100 million film. You know, I feel like I've never... Why the fuck in 1999 would it be $170 million to make this fucking film? I feel like we have yet... To see a movie that had like a colossal budget that's like, wow, that fucking paid off. That well, huge budget. I feel like a lot of Mission Impossible movies. But but I feel like a lot of times if your budget is that colossal, it's usually because you had to do a fuck ton of reshoots. You know what I mean? Like sometimes I think it's I think it's more impressive when it's a smaller budget. Because people have to get fucking creative. You're probably getting less meddling. I feel like you get a better end product. But when you have like a fucking budget and that's just this blown out of proportion, there's no way you're going to be getting like a worthwhile movie out of that. Force Awakens is one of current memory. That movie was like 250 to make. Um, and I feel like that money's on screen. That's my. Okay. That's my pitch, but I agree. Okay, but yeah, you know, but like, that's like not the norm. That's like the no. exception. Right. 100. You know, then you have like a fucking John Carter. Ooh. That was like 200 million. Oh, then I have a controversial opinion here. Then talk about this big budget. I think so. And the CGI still holds up. 
the spider yeah. looks fucking cool in a lot of the shots. So like, I'm wondering maybe that budget went to the cutting edge. Like this is the first time we're putting a fucking giant mechanical spider in a movie. Um, not all the CGI works. Like some of it's like very blatant, but I thought the spider in some shots was fucking cool. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, like visually, I thought it all held up. And I think yeah. it's because of the style of it. Cause you're yes. doing like that Western, but futuristic. Like, I don't know. Like it just like holds up like, pretty decently and i'll even like- say oh sorry no 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 please i was gonna say even the cornfield scene where they wake up and they have those devices around their neck and like the saw blades are being shot at them i'm just like this is kind of like a fun two second action scene i wish it lasted longer but it's like propulsive and like they're running around and it's cleverly shot and you know the stakes and i'm like this is great it just doesn't it's just a one scene amongst many that don't make sense or go together yeah, I think that's the problem. It's like a lot of little things. And I feel like, guys, we have to say it. Will Smith turned down The Matrix to make this movie. Here's the thing. I what? think I would have fucking turned down The Matrix. <laughs> like, until you see The Matrix, that script must have been so fucking nerdy to read. Like, what is this hacker fucking bullshit? about the internet or whatever this <laughs> matrix for shit is. Um, but it is one of those things where you go, oh, damn, Will Smith could have been in the Matrix movies. Like, I don't think the Matrix would have worked with Will Smith. Mm. Personally, I think the Matrix is just so Keanu. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, that's just so no like, I think yeah. he just like, and, you know, it's because it was successful with him that it's like it's hard to picture someone other than him. But like, I just don't think the Matrix would have worked as well or would have been as iconic with Will Smith because I don't think it would have showcased what I find most charming about Will Smith. And for me, when Will Smith can be funny and confident is like when I find him his most charming. But yeah. like, wow, what a fucking kick in the dick to be like, I just made a movie that. I consider the worst movie I've ever made. And I could have, and I turned down being in the matrix, like this fucking juggernaut of a film, like how fuck, like stuff like that as an actor must fucking suck. Cause like how many times do they like pass scripts or pass down on movies that then just become like colossal. It was better without Will Smith. (laughs) I'm just saying, but like, if if listen, the matrix would have been better without you in it also, Mark. What? (laughs) Fuck no. (laughs) But could you imagine if you got offered the Matrix and you said no? Wouldn't you feel like a fucking idiot? I oh, think yeah, Mark would have yeah. been good in it. Mark yeah. Good. Um, here's the thing. I would never recommend this film to anyone, but I will defend it now. <laughs> it's so <laughs> fucked up. I would never be like, hey, go check out Wild Wild West. Give it a shot. It's like kind of like underrated i would never do you'd that you'd look like an idiot, <laughs> yeah, like a fucking idiot. i don't think it's underrated i think it no, is rated no. very correctly as in like isn't no good but i would say to people one let's make some more movies with will smith as a fucking cowboy that shit uh, fucking tarantino works. tried to quinn tarantino tried oh, to did. He that shit fucking works. He looks great as a cowboy. And I feel like um, 
that's the Will Smith I love is kind of a cowboy Will Smith where it's like you've got the swag, you've got the confidence, you're not necessarily following the law and you can be funny. You can tap on women's titties and do whatever you want. (laughs) Like to me, like that's like the best Will Smith. Like that's the Will Smith that I enjoy the most. Um, That's why he should have done Django. Look, Jamie Foxx is fucking brilliant in that movie. I love it. I think they casted it, it what it needed to be for Django Unchained. But you almost want Will Smith to have that second, like he needs to reclaim it because this movie has tarnished it so much where it's yeah. like Will Smith in a Western, blah, blah, blah. Like people just have that bad taste in their mouth. It's like, oh no, do it again. You can do it right. <laughs> we I think he's you. such like a modern day cowboy. Yes. You know what I mean? And honestly, I think that's why he works in bad boys. Cause if you kind of look at bad boys, that's sort of, like a Western, you know what I mean? It's like an urban Western because, and he just, he's just got cowboy vibes. Like they're good. Again, this movie's a fucking piece of shit. And I think the only redeeming facts and what makes it memorable is it is just styled out the ass. Even in the beginning, they basically just show you a bunch of promo shots of yeah. Will Smith looking cool as fuck walking through fire. It's got a great song. Like this movie just has style out the ass. And I guess if you're someone who's kind of boring and you need to learn how to make a movie with style, this isn't a terrible movie to look at. To be like, how can I make a movie look a little bit different? How can I make the style just so eye-catching and appealing? And then you maybe go watch another movie for like, how do I make a good movie? Which is the problem with Westerns is that there are good ones, but because there's about a billion Westerns out there, that drab desert color palette and just Mm kind of like whatever horseshit, there's a lot of bad Westerns too. You kind of get sick of them. They're just like like, ubiquitous. Yes, exactly. And they all look similar. Exactly. So when this comes out and it looks different than other Westerns, not only the invention on display, but how it's actually shot, Mm -hmm. the wide angle lenses, how it's very cartoonish and stylized, it sticks out amongst other Westerns. Yeah. So coming up on Wild Wild Will, is that all right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you have any like ending thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. What's your point? I was just going to say, I like movies like I don't like kung fu movies and I don't like western movies but I always like the movies that rip them off yeah that's all nice I like I can, I can understand that I just more interested in I feel like Lily's head's gonna explode when we do the legend of bagger Vance is that we, next that's next because now let's make nothing sure like what you're doing right huh it's nothing like what? Like Brigger Dune or anything like What's that? What's Brigger Dune? That's not a musical. Is this a musical? This is a movie that is it I, Eric, well, Eric's not going to let me say the term, but it's a real film because term. It's not. No, it's not an official no, term. It, it is such I'm an outdated scared. term. It's basically really like this not movie got criticized that. by a lot of um, like African-American groups for racist. Yeah, when it's not trying to be like it thinks it's being really cool about it. It's doing it's doing the trope where like a magical black man. Yes, exactly. To help a white person. Oh, almost like a song of the South type shit. Oh, yeah. What's the Emma Watson? Emma Stone one. Where somebody eats like like a shit cake. Oh, the hell. Oh, the hell. Where it's like, oh, thank God. 
All these oh, thank black God women. these white women were here to tell the story of these women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. Legend of Bagger Vance, I've never seen it, but he plays it, like I, a magical caddy for a golfer for Matt oh, Damon. Okay. Thank God the black guy is there to help Matt Damon out in golf. You know that traditionally black sport. Um, and it's hey, Robert Tiger Redford. It's you named the the black guy in golf. <laughs> I don't know him. You wanna? Yeah. He literally like wasn't allowed on some course. Sort of yeah. Wait, what? Peter Woods like wasn't allowed on some course. Well, like, like a wait, that's real. He wasn't allowed. Like, yeah, these fucking white guys did not want black men at their fucking plantation golf courses. So we got the legend of but Tiger Woods was in, Tiger Woods is golfing in the late 90s in the early 2000s. Let's uh-huh. see. I don't know. Was he denied That's entrance? That's I feel like he insane. had to be like one of the first black people who played at like the PGA place, Augusta. Yeah, look. Uh, Tiger, I'm sure Man, I don't know not easy for Tiger Woods. Woods. I gotta look into this. Um, Just, I think you know that a sport is all white when you can name the only notable person of color, right? Like you should be able to at least name like a handful. That's true. That's true. Um, also, I'm not a big sports person. I'll I'll admit that. So, uh, so yeah, we got the legend of Bagger Vance coming up. Um, you know, I would like to, I would like to throw this out here because we haven't done it in a minute, but like, how horny did this movie make you guys? Oh, super horny. Selma Hayek was looking good. Mm, She was, she was underutilized in this movie because I I felt like every scene she was in, I really enjoyed. We already said this coming east to west. (laughs) Didn't she disappear? Like at the, in the third act when they're after they trick loveless with this dance, she's like, Oh, I found my father. We're all good. Bye. And it's like, what? And then Kevin Klein and Will Smith go to like finish off the bad guys. But you're like, wait, what? Where is she going? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why they wouldn't have had her like up there beating the shit out of someone she definitely could have like they could have done a thing where it's like hot girl against hot girl like i don't know oh all the uh, lingerie generals i'm whatever. horny um i give it three and a half tom hardy's damn and one tom softy <laughs> that's that's a hard gauge for me because i don't find tom hardy I, handsome i watched so uh oh sorry no i'm saying like i don't find tom hardy handsome oh, what about tom softy I watched uh, what's that Christopher Nolan movie with Tom Hardy? Uh, are you thinking of Inception no, or Dark Knight Rises or Dunkirk? Dunkirk. I watched. They had Tom Hardy and Dunkirk. Yeah, Wasn't Harry Styles in that too. Yeah, he was yeah. in it too. But they fucking did Tom Hardy dirty. <laughs> Man, he's always Christopher Nolan's always doing the same because when he plays Bane, he's always got the mask on. Yeah. Through the entire movie, Tom Hardy has a pilot mask over his fucking face. It's like this dude's one of the more famous people in this movie. But you know what? I think it's perverse. Tom Hardy is not <laughs> like, his like a foot thing like, this, like Tarantino. His face could look like a million faces. Well, I think I might as well cover it. I think I know why they did it. It's because like there has to be almost like some legend of like the ghost pilot. Like they were trying to do this in Kev or Kiev or whatever with Ukraine because Tom Hardy's character in Dunkirk like saves their ass and he's just this mm-hmm. pilot. He saves their ass, shoots down a bunch of planes that are about to like blow up these fucking British people mm, in Dunkirk. So it's fake. And then uh, whatever. I'm sure the whole thing's fake. But then he like he runs out of gas and just like glides into enemy territory and you never mm-hmm. hear of him again. 
And it's like, I feel like it was supposed to be like this, make him anonymous, you know, like who was this pilot? But it's like, then why waste your budget on Tom Hardy, Christopher Nolan? I know this is going to sound crazy, but I really think it's like a cool marketing tactic. Like if you have Tom Hardy, who's like this intense actor, he's the person being like, you know, Nolan, just imagine what if I'm like covered the whole time, the, the audience never sees my face. And then Nolan's like, yeah, that's fucking crazy and artistic. Let's do it. And then they use it in the marketing where like Tom Hardy's in it, but you don't really see his face. You gotta just, <laughs> no, I think it's all fucking. But you got to go Bronson style. And I want Tom yeah. Hardy, his face covered, but his little pink dick hanging out of his pants the entire time okay you saw Bron- bronson's great <laughs> bronson's fucking the only good thing tom hardy was it just seeing him naked I- kick the shit out of people you never time. saw venom <laughs> <laughs> was his little pink dick out <laughs> i feel like uh, we're gonna in- do like a tom hardy weekend because like i find tom hardy be so fucking just watch boring just watch Bronson. And overrated it won't be boring but you'll hate him <laughs> I already don't like Tom Hardy. It's just Tom- like, why is he in so much shit? He like is so unnotable. He did- oh, I love him. I think he's great. Mm-mm. All right, we gotta we gotta go. But Legend of Bagger Vance is coming up next. Wait, how horny were you in this movie? Oh, you I were said three, three Tom, Tom Hardys. That's why we're talking about. Tom Sorry, Hardy my bad, my bad. <laughs> All right. Now, oh, let me ask you this before time's running out. What I remember my prediction from the last episode. I'm like Kevin Klein is gonna be abysmal it's gonna drag me down i cannot and then when i saw it i'm like he was fine like were you guys fine with him were you guys yeah, he was fine yeah yeah he was like nothing to write home about but he like he was yeah he was just like a fine white guy <laughs> if anything i thought the guy who played grant was fucking weird he did some weird was it kevin klein the entire time playing yes grant? it was it was I, in the end credits. I looked at the end credits. It was him. He was, all the he time. So fucking weird. All the time. All the time. All the yeah. Time. So even when it's two grants in a scene, both are Kevin Klein. Yep. Both are Kevin Klein. Okay. Right. Then you know what? I changed my thing. Kevin Klein did really bad in this movie. <laughs> he really fucking weirded me out as Grant. Okay. Sorry, uh, Kevin. You fucking ruined it. Bye, everybody. <laughs>